0: Welcome to It Is Always Now with Marty Long. Get ready to open up and let true joy into your life. Join Marty for conversations about inclusivity and respect, the importance of curiosity, and making change happen. Your journey of exploration and discovery into the greater world around us begins now. Here's Marty. Greetings. My name is Marty Long. My goal is to encourage you to awaken your curiosity. Curiosity is what keeps us seeking and finding truth and lasting joy. So I assume by now you know I'm a Christian. But I often hesitate to put that out there. Why? Well, because Christians do often earn the bad rap they get. Recently, I had a personal experience that I want to share. There is a new Christian gift shop slash bookstore that started not far from where I live. I felt that my book, It Is Always Now, would be a perfect fit, so I took a copy to them. They saw the cover. I briefly explained what the book was about. They eagerly accepted the book and said they would read it. A few days later, I received an email reply from one of the two owners. I was told that my book was not welcome. It was not based on the Bible. Really? Now, they did not use this word, but maybe they weren't even thinking it, but kind of sounds like they were saying I was a heretic. Well, in a way, I saw that as a compliment. I guess I can see where perhaps a word like transcend might make some uncomfortable, or maybe one of my images was a bit too ethereal. Now, of course, what others think is not my problem, but this example is indicative of the point I want to make. Before I go on, I must tell you that I pushed back a bit in a reply email, and I was at their shop later because it really is lovely. This time, the owner was there, the same one that had sent me the email. We addressed the issue briefly by noting that we each have a different approach. All good. But her initial reaction does make my point. Often, genuine people will make judgments based on very little evidence, no additional evaluation, and no real interest in even trying to see where someone else is coming from. We all do that at one time or another, don't we? When you get right down to it, that's very human. We humans can come up with more excuses than an AI computer. Now, I acknowledge that rigidity and structure is a comfort in many ways, but there needs to be a balance. We need to be unafraid to think things through for ourselves. I will briefly share why I am a Christian. First, I was raised that way. Second, I have found a path within Christianity that works very well for me, and I do believe in the core precepts. Still, just to be clear, I believe with all of my heart that the eternal can be found across all of humanity, no matter who they are or where they are, no matter what their belief system is. If they open their heart and mind to the joy that is there for the taking, they will find it. Otherwise, it just makes no sense to me. Nor does this concept of an ideology occur only with the religious. While I was getting my MBA, I worked in a research lab on campus because I already had a laboratory background. Most of the key people I worked with were atheists. I worked beside them and published articles with them. Now, in my experience, atheists can be just as judgmental as anyone else. Not, of course, that I'm being judgmental of them by saying this, but they do tend to think that anyone who believes in something outside of self is not only ignorant, but perhaps dangerous. And you really can't blame them. Christianity, in particular, did all it could to suppress science for centuries, Now, this is a discourse that will not be resolved in this life, which is why we each have to think things through for ourselves. In the end, we each decide what is worthy of our belief. As I pointed out in Podcast 5, I personally do not see discrepancy between religion and science. A perception which many on both sides would harshly discredit and judge me for. Sad, really. No matter what you believe or do not believe, someone will be there to judge you. For me, I see my personal belief system as a bouquet of beautiful flowers. A collection of insights from many sources. Of course, I evaluate each new insight carefully to see how it may or may not fit into my core personal belief system. This is what I call wonder wisely. Still, I remain open to learning about and from the things that inspire others, and I am continually amazed. Here is a positive personal example. My husband and I love Chinese food. We go to one particular venue quite often, so we got to know one of the waiters quite well. I can't remember exactly how we touched on the topic of religion, but he obviously felt comfortable because he pulled out an image that he always carries on a chain under his clothes. It is his Buddha. His mother gave it to him when he was young. He carries it to remind himself that the Eternal is always with him and he is never alone. If that is not genuine, I do not know what is. So, let's quickly look at a couple of key words, see what Webster has to say. But before we start, I have to ask you something. Don't you agree we all have to believe in something? Or we believe in something without really realizing what we're doing? Ourselves, our significant other, therapist, a religious leader, the evening news, Google. We kind of have to believe in something, you think? So, Webster's definition of belief. One, a state or habit of mind in which trust or confidence is placed in some person or thing. Her belief in God, a belief in democracy. I bought the table on the belief that it was an antique, contrary to popular belief. Kind of a wide spectrum there. Definition two for belief. Something that is accepted, considered to be true, or held as an opinion. An individual's religious or political beliefs. Again, wide spectrum. Conviction of the truth of some statement or the reality of some being or phenomenon, especially when based on examination of evidence. And we talked about evidence not long ago. Word two, evaluate. To determine or fix the value of. To determine the significance, worth, or condition of. Usually by careful appraisal and study. And finally, comprehend the grasp of the nature, significance, or meaning of. I find that everyone has something to teach us. Yes, we must wonder wisely and evaluate, perfectly legitimate, but it does not mean that we must judge the source their belief comes from. You see what I just said? Not only do I think we should not, must not, judge the individual who holds the belief, I also feel that we should not judge the belief itself. If someone asks us why their belief doesn't work for us, we should be be prepared to answer that and then move on. For example, I will never agree with those who say there's nothing outside of self. There are those who say, it's all inside of you. You don't need to look anywhere else. You already have it. You just need to find it in there. Then I say to myself, have they really fully explored where that something inside of you comes from in the first place? Just say I have no need to judge them or their belief. One more reason why we should, in my opinion, carefully weigh what others say is because even if I find I cannot totally agree, I still find I learn from them. Let's stop and think for a moment about the difference between judging others as opposed to determining for ourselves what to believe. We can separate the individual from the ideology. Sometimes we have to agree to disagree, and sadly, sometimes someone may just cut us off altogether because we don't agree. That's their choice. Personally, I'll be here if they come back. So here it is again. It is all very personal. Now I want to ask a question. What are you plugged into? If we find ourselves spinning in uncertainty, or if we thought we had it all figured out, and then another idea comes along to our attention, and now we're confused again, then it might be good to ask this question, what am I plugged into? And here's what I mean by that. Recently, I got a new iPhone, and I enjoy it. But I was having difficult charging it in our home when I first got it. I would plug it in, and the white thunderbolt that indicates its charging would not show up. Or it would show up and immediately go away. This became so frustrating to me that I actually suggested to my husband that there must be something wrong with the electricity in our home. He rolled his eyes. I continued to struggle and be frustrated. Strike one. Then I started to notice that when I plugged it into my car, it worked as designed and expected, which was, of course, further proof to me that it must be the electricity in our home. Strike two. Until, one day, I used a different cable in the house than I'd been using during this frustrating period of time. And it worked. I had been using an off-brand cable in the house because it was longer than the one that came with the phone. And a long one from Apple would be quite expensive. On this particular day, I used the official shorter cable in our home. No problem. All good. Charged up quickly. And then I also realized that I had been using the official cable in the car. Amazing! It had to be right. It was the cable. Finally, I figured it out. Or had I? Strike three. A month or so later, we saw some lights in the kitchen blinking. And the microwave was behaving strangely. Struggling like it could not get enough power to do its job. I called a contractor that I've used for many years for my properties, and I told him I needed his one of his master electricians ASAP. The electrician promptly showed up, evaluated the situation, and said, This is not good. You must call the company that provides power to your home. The electric company came and said, This is really bad. We're going to actually cut off the electricity to your house until this is fixed. It got fixed. I was thankful we avoided a possible electrical fire and now my phone charges up all the time, no matter. Go figure. And by the way, the problem was with some underground connection. But do you see my analogy? Do you see how quickly I was pulled from one conclusion to the next and in the end my first assessment was actually correct? I just could not get anyone else a.k.a. my husband, to listen. He needed more evidence before he would go there. Well, can't really blame him for that. As humans, we are curious. We seek truth. We find something that sounds good. But how do we know when we're plugged into the right socket that carries the power that we need in order to be the best we can be? It may feel right for a bit. Then we sense that maybe there's more. So we continue to engage in seeking and finding truth as we should. Now, without belaboring this further, I'm going to say something that may seem like a cop out or frivolous or even irresponsible. When it comes to that something outside of self, you will just know if you are honestly seeking If your mind and heart are open to the joy that is there for the taking, you will know. Don't try to make something happen. The eternal will do the heavy lifting. Now stay with me. See where I'm going. The key here is that you must keep seeking and finding truth. Pray sincerely. Meditate calmly. Read inspirational material with open heart and mind. Then wait. Since I am a Christian, I'm going to use a Bible verse here with one small substitution. Psalms twenty seven fourteen. Wait for the eternal, be strong and take heart and wait for the eternal. Sound too simple? Ludicrous even? Well that is why I find that many people never make that true connection. Why so many get plugged into the wrong source, or fail to find the correct source. They expect it to be difficult, and they refuse to even consider the simplicity of it. Which leads me to some things that bother me about the approach that some organized religions take. Before I get to this, I will say, I will never let others discourage me from seeking and finding truth for myself And I hope you will not either. So in no particular order, when there is a list of things you must do. I'm aware of one denomination that has you say yes to 26 things before they baptize you. Really? Some will discourage you from reading and studying anything they have not produced and published. What are they afraid of? When they tell you they have all of the answers. No one has all of the answers. In fact, I'm convinced that the eternal plans it this way. If we think we have all of the answers, we will no longer see the need to keep seeking and finding truth. And then there's when people get hung up on using very specific words. When they think that using a slightly different word is a bad thing. As you know, I love words. I see them as very powerful. I love that a different word can spark a new insight. For me, this is a good thing. Perhaps you can now see why I titled this podcast, All That Jazz. There's so much noise out there. So many people who tell you they have all of the answers. So many ways to make it complicated. Let's leave it there. For myself, I will continue to see my belief system as a bouquet of beautiful flowers. A constantly evolving collection of insights from many sources. No matter what, remember, it is always time to dig deeper, to learn more, to keep an open heart and mind. Now is always the time, it is always now.